Welcome to the Cosmos in You podcast, where we interview scientists, philosophers, and leading thinkers to discuss the nature of our reality and the impact it has on our daily lives. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cosmos in You podcast. This is your host, Susanna Scully, and I'm excited to have you here today. We got a great episode happening for you today. Today's guest is Anthony William, who is the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Medical Medium, Secrets Behind Chronic and Mystery Illness and How to Finally Heal. For over 25 years, Anthony has devoted his life to helping people overcome and prevent illness and discover the lives they were meant to live. What he does is several decades ahead of scientific discovery. His compassionate approach, which takes into account well-being on every level, not just physical health, has time and again given relief and results to those who seek him out. Now, in this episode, we discuss one of the greatest mistakes happening right now in the medical field, the simple practices and tools we can use to prevent illness, where to turn when you or your loved ones aren't getting answers to medical problems, the role that emotional health and spirituality play in the healing process, and finally, the number one step people can take that will help them to begin to feel better. Now, Anthony is a really funny guy. He was just a joy to talk to, very passionate, and really has he has a talk show on Hay House for those who are familiar on Hay House Radio. It's the number one show on Hay House Radio. He has over a million people on his Facebook page. This guy is huge and all these celebrity endorsements and I've been hearing about him everywhere. So I was really, really excited to interview him and he did not disappoint. So I can't wait for you to listen. Without further ado, let's jump in. Welcome, Anthony. Thank you so much for being here today. It's great. I'm, I'm excited about being here. It's awesome. Wonderful. Well, I have heard so much about you and have been reading your fabulous New York Times bestselling book, Medical Medium, and have just been blown away and cannot even imagine how many people you are helping through the work you're doing. So I can't wait for our audience just to hear even more of it today. So thank you. Yeah, it's an honor to be here. I want to be of any service I can, get information out to help people who need it. And that's why I'm here. It's the whole point. It's great. Um, so why don't you tell for our audience who is not familiar with you, if you don't mind, tell us a bit about your journey and what brought you to where you are today. You know, it all, Susanna, it all started for me at age four. I woke up one morning and heard a, I heard a voice perfectly clear. And that voice said to me it was going to be with me for the rest of my life. And it was going to help me help people. And that's how it all started. And um, and that same evening, after after being introduced to this voice, that same evening, uh, the voice I heard uh, had me come over to my grandmother and diagnose her of lung cancer. And she was perfectly fine. She didn't have any symptoms. There wasn't anything going on. And I came up to her and Spirit said, which is that voice I call spirit, said that grandma has lung cancer. So I pronounced that grandma has lung cancer. And um, and it all started there. A few weeks later, they, later they took her in and she was diagnosed with lung cancer. That's how it all started. And from there on, it never stopped. And it just kept on doing that through age five, six, seven, eight, and keep oh, on going. And even, even in school where 
I would be in the classroom in elementary school and I would have a child next to me and, you know, in another seat and spirits said that this child had meningitis. So I would, so I mentioned it to the teacher and the teacher was confused thinking, did the, the other child say this? Where did this come from? And the other child was like, no, I'm fine. And later that evening, um, you know, the child came down with, with uh, meningitis and next, the next morning wasn't in school because of that. And so it, it was, it just kept on going no matter what, no matter who was around me, where I was. And it's still like that today. It's like a voice that I hear, just like I'm hearing you now, or when someone's hearing a friend talk to them and it's right in their ear, it's the same way. It's not channeling. It's not, it's not in that form or fashion. It's a physical voice I hear perfectly clear. So it's separate from my body. And so, you know, when we've had other guests, we've talked about this idea that your brain is essentially like a Wi-Fi signal. You can turn it on or off to consciousness, right? Are you able to turn it on and off now that you've had it for so long? Or No, because it's not coming from within inside. It's not coming from inside. So it can't be turned on and off. There's nothing, there's nothing I can do about it. It's an outside source. That means it's coming into my ear. I right. can put my hand and block it as if someone is speaking in your ear and you want to put your hand over your ear to kind of numb it out. Right. It, it's a, it doesn't matter if I'm tired. Doesn't matter if I worked on 50 people that day. Doesn't matter if I'm traveling. Doesn't matter where I'm going. Doesn't matter anything. It's going to come no matter what. Anytime I'm around someone, the information is going to come through and it's difficult. It's been what I call the curse through the beginning part of my life. And then I accepted it. And even though I was helping people with this curse, I accepted it no matter what and finally moved past it and saw it as a gift. And is it only, do you only receive messages about medical issues? I can receive messages about other issues, but quite frankly, as spirit always has told me, what's more important than your health? Mm, got it. Okay. You know, I mean, you know, even including, I mean, it matters the most. It means everything. It means whether you can function, whether you can live longer. Whether, yeah. Whether, well, it means everything on that level. And it means happiness. It means the whole gamma. It's, it's, it's all of it. So yes, yeah, spirit can give me more information about other things, but it's, it's not the top priority. It never was. It's not why I'm here and and that's that's what it's about. Okay, so take us through. So now, so you're go through high school. Go through. I know in the book you talk about at the age of 21 you lost a friend, right? Tell us about that. How did it shift your journey? Well, you know, it basically what happens is when you have a gift like this, friends. When you have a real solid loyal friend, yeah. And when you have a gift like this, it's important. It's mm. it's it, it's serious. And um, just like, hey, look, like people in their life and their journey, you know, when you when you have a friend, I mean, it, you don't want to lose that friend. Yeah. You know, friends, you need to cultivate friendships. They're magical. They can last a lifetime. They they mean so much. And, and there's a lot of trust built in it and everything. Mm -hmm. So, yes, when I did lose a childhood friend, um, it was it was definitely, you know, heartbreaking. Absolutely. It was more than heartbreaking. It was very difficult to to, you know, to move forward. And, and it was basically and it was like that also when I almost lost my dog, too. Mm -hmm. and, and that's when I turned around and said, you know, what? I'm never going to complain about this gift anymore. I'm going to I'm going to, you know, make that decision. Keep meeting. I'm making that decision. I'm committed. I'm in. And it was the, the loss of my friend and almost the loss of my dog all at, around at the same time that 
that really moved, propelled me forward and said, you know what? I just have to commit 100% and always do this and nothing else. Mm, you surrendered. Absolutely, yes. Um, okay, so take us to after college. Tell us more about this journey of the work, and then I want to get into all the great information you have, but I want to hear a bit more about your journey. So did you just start talking to people about this? Did you open up a practice? Like, what does this look like? Sure, sure. I never went to college, never went to college, never had training, never had anything in the medical field of any kind of training, never took a course, never did anything in nutrition, nothing of the sort. Spirit wanted that way, wanted it that way. And I, and I kept loyal to it. And, um, and because basically spirit had all the information constantly that I needed, it didn't matter. I mean, when I was 14 years old and a stock boy in a grocery store to try to pass my time, spirit would have me telling people in the store what was going on with their health. That's how I built up some of my beginning clientele at age 14 by, you know, telling someone, hey, look, you have a blood sugar issue. Hey, look, you have diabetes. Did you know that? This is what you need to do for it. And it's, you know, it really propelled itself then, even at age 11, going even back. And um, I was a caddy for a very short time to try to take my mind off of it. So because I like the sport. And at age 11, I was telling people what to do for their tendonitis and for their, you know, frozen shoulder and for their bursitis. And and it would come through no matter what. So it's been a whole lifetime of that. And so there wasn't any, there wasn't any medical school, wasn't any college, there wasn't anything like that that I was heading into. It was just this. I started young doing it. I, you know, was working on people early and it never stopped. So basically from there on, it's always been like that. Got it. And so you have this essentially private practice where people come to you, clients come to you and say, I have this mystery. Is it usually mystery illnesses that they come to you with or is it? Well, no, it's everything. everything. Here's how it works with mystery illness. If you get a diagnosis and it doesn't mean that diagnosis is an understanding of what your illness is. A diagnosis means usually a label for a set of symptoms. It's one of the great mistakes that we have in the medical field right now. For instance, mystery illness is just a term for six children or six, you know, six kids in Idaho who fell down with a fever and the medical world didn't know what it was or eight kids in Colorado and, you know, back years ago. And they, they classify that as a mystery illness. Of course, that's a mystery illness, but mystery illness is Hashimoto's thyroiditis because No one knows what causes Hashimoto's. No one knows what causes an inflamed thyroid yet to this day. And that's why this book is so important because that information is finally there for people to know what causes these problems and these conditions. I've been helping tens of thousands of people all these years and getting them in a place where they can get past it and heal and move forward. And so my clientele has come to me with everything from either it's a labeled condition or it's symptoms. It's, you know, tics, spasms, aches and pains, fatigue, tingles, numbness, migraines, brain fog, dizziness, vertigo, tinnitus, you know, all the ringing in the ears, you know, all the different things that people deal with every day, completely mystery. Sometimes they get a diagnosis of uh, multiple sclerosis. Sometimes they get a diagnosis of Lyme disease. Sometimes they get a diagnosis of exactly Hashimoto's, rheumatoid arthritis, but it's still all mystery. And that's the problem because a label, Susanna, is not the answer for what's causing the problem. And this leads to some serious mistakes in the medical field. I'm not denying that we don't have amazing you know, uh, technology in the medical field today when it comes down to heart transplant, when it comes, hey, look, 
if your gallbladder wants to explode, you want a good surgeon. Right. Okay, there's no question. And and that's all fantastic. You break your leg, we don't just stick two boards on it now and wrap it in twine. Mm-hmm. We Thankfully. <laughs> we're, we're in a really good place now with so much, but there's 200 million Americans alone in this country that have symptoms that are unexplainable, no diagnosis. Many of them have diagnoses, but many of them don't. And this is and this is growing. Chronic illness is growing. Fatigue is growing. Everything people are going through a lot right now. And you know when you say, "Well, hey, Mr. Big Medical Medium, you got all the answers. What gives you the right?" You tell that to the mom who can't get out of bed mm. and she can't take care of her kids. And she's been to every doctor. Why don't you direct a question to her or to her doctors and ask them about, you know, where medical research and medical science is? You have to understand we're in a, a place we're, we're we're in a desperate place at this point, And it's growing fast and feverishly. God, it does feel that way. It really, yeah, truly does. And so with, in writing this book, your hope was for those 200 million people and others that they finally have answers not only what causes it, but also how to heal and cure. Because yep. yep. I, I had a guest on uh, most recently, Dr. Shamini Jan, and she talked about the difference between healing and curing. So how would you represent that of, of what you'll do with these people? Well, I, you know, I don't see basically bottom line is healing, recovery and healing is what matters. Mm-hmm. You know, the term the term curing, I that that's really that doesn't make a lot of sense. It, it's it's about healing. It's about being healed. Why doesn't curing make sense? I'd love to hear more about that. Curing doesn't make a lot of sense for a lot of reasons because people think that that's the final stage of 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 being healed when it's not. What is? The, what is? Yeah. The final stage of being, you know, of, of being healed is waking up one morning. And knowing that you're better than you ever were Mm -hmm. or that your problems are going away and they're completely going away and you can live your life and move forward. And curing doesn't really cover that. Curing is kind of a a tone that doesn't harbor the whole soul of it all, the whole soul of healing. And, you know, and that's the whole point. I mean, you go back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. It wasn't curing. It was healing. Healing harbors a, a, a whole different energy and, and a whole different feeling and a real, a real will behind it. Mm. You know, the term curing was this, the word that, you know, was created later on down the road, like, oh, okay, you're cured. But technically, really, the word that matters the most and always has mattered the most is healing, healed, you know, and going all the way back, recovery, you know, regaining control over your life, regaining control over your health, healing, that goes all the way back. That's centuries and centuries and centuries old all the way. You know, that one has more, it's just, it's it's solid. It really is. Mm, yeah. And more integrative, it feels. I just think what pops into my head is what, you know, people, everybody says, why haven't we found a cure for cancer? So that word cure in that sense, you know, I hear. Well, sure. You know, everybody says, why don't we find a cure for cancer? And people do say that, but you know that, okay, that's one thing, but you know, how come, why can't we get healing to happen? Mm. Why would, what would you say (laughs) not to take us? Yeah. Not to like, why can't we get healing to happen though? You know, how come, how come illness is like it is? Where are we w- with the chronic illness to this day? How come healing's not starting for people? See, that's what I mean. It's 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 about the process. It's about starting it. It's about 
the body healing to begin with, starting the body of healing. It's it's all of that. How come we're not going there? Mm. It, you know, we have to start somewhere. We have to make it happen and start somewhere first. It's It's just a more powerful way, in my opinion, as far as the energy involved around it. Yeah. Okay. That's great. I'm taking notes because it's a good quote. Um, okay. So, so talk to me about autoimmune diseases. Talk to me a bit about that. Well, basically what happens with autoimmune is, is, is and this is, look, this is a, a great example of everything we're talking about right here. Autoimmune, there's something called the great mistakes. And these great mistakes, one of them is autoimmune. And, and it's a confusion right now because autoimmune in the medical field and the alternative field is that the body attacks itself. So, you know, Suzanne, if you went to the doctor and you were told you had Hashimoto's thyroiditis and you looked it up and said, well, what, I, what is this? And mm-hmm. it said autoimmune disease. And then you asked your doctor, what does that mean? Or, or your doctor told you and your doctor said your body's attacking and destroying your thyroid. Okay. Okay. How would you feel? Uh, not great. <laughs> Right? Would you not, would you feel, you wouldn't feel good, right? No, no. Yeah. So, so this is one of the greatest mistakes right now happening in, in this field of, of just in the field of life and sickness and illness and, and chronic illness in the field of autoimmune. This is what, this is, this is one of the greatest dangers, I call it, because it's a mistake. Basically what happens is when you're driving home after you got that diagnosis, now you're convinced your body's attacking itself. Now you're convinced your body's killing itself. Now you're convinced that something's terribly wrong and it's out of your control 100%. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give people relief, whoever's going to listen to this yeah. or is listening now. Um, you know, basically the relief is your body doesn't attack itself. That's that autoimmune label, that term is derived from no one knowing in the medical field what causes a problem. No one knowing what causes RA. No one knowing what causes celiac. No one knowing what causes Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Nobody knowing what causes colitis. Basically, you know, because of that, the blame was put on people. The blame was put on us because because nobody knows what causes Hashimoto's thyroiditis. How can we actually even use the term or the concept that your body's attacking itself? It's incorrect. Instead, what's happening, something else is inflaming the thyroid. Something else is getting into the thyroid. A pathogen is inflaming the thyroid. A pathogen you can gain control over and you can heal. As far as any books on autoimmune right now, they're all basically backdated in my opinion. They're, they're antiquity at this point. I don't care if an autoimmune book comes out tomorrow on the press. It's antiquity. It is right. <laughs> it's literally already outdated by decades. It's just outdated because until something is fixed in that book that went to press that the body doesn't attack itself until that's said in a book that gets you know, print it out mm-hmm. tomorrow, yesterday, last year, until that said, that book is basically not doing anybody any good. So people who do have autoimmune diseases and who are listening or know somebody in their life who has it, you want to tell them what? Well, first of all, your body's not attacking itself. Okay. Just because no one discovered yet about your mystery illness and your mystery symptoms, just because it's undiscovered in medical research and medical science at this point, just because no one knows what's causing your Hashimoto thyroiditis and, your, and no one knows what's causing your rheumatoid arthritis doesn't mean you have to accept that the body's attacking itself because that's not correct. Something else is inflaming the thyroid. Something else is inflaming the joints. 
but your body is not destroying itself. This has to be fixed someday. It's one of the reasons why spirit has me doing what I'm doing, because I've been trying to fix this problem since I was a child with this information. I was told, forewarned that we were going to head here. Mm-hmm. And in another decade, another two decades, more and more women are going to be told, you know, their body's destroying itself. More and more people are, more and more men, more and more children. And it's it's getting all in the wrong direction. It always has been. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm not saying that a book on autoimmune or a book on thyroid isn't valuable that's printed out today. It's just that there's probably pieces in there that are good. But the problem is until this part's corrected, (laughs) we're, we're not getting anywhere. Right. This is the piece right here. And I know a huge part of your book, and I'm, by the way, I love following you on Instagram for listeners. I highly recommend you follow. It's I think it's at Medical Medium on Instagram. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. yeah um, but you share such great information. Essentially, it feels like a huge part of the work you do is that food is medicine and really educating people on certain fruits and vegetables in particular. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Is that something that you have heard through spirit or tell us more about nutrition? Well, yeah, there's certain, there's certain phytochemicals in food that help fight pathogens. You know, um, basically here's an example. There's certain foods that also feed pathogens. So you have to understand that. So what happens and what I try to clarify in this book, Medical Medium, is some of the foods that feed a pathogen, which is virus Mm -hmm. or bacteria that is causing your Hashimoto's, that is causing your fibromyalgia, that is causing your MS, multiple sclerosis, whatever it is, or your symptoms. And And there's so there's it's about taking away some foods that cause problems by feeding pathogens. Now, that information's not known anywhere else right now. So that's one thing that's critical. Um, The other thing is foods that help destroy pathogens. That information isn't out there yet. Hmm. So we don't even have that. And, and, And I made sure that it's in this book. And I'm going to continue to, you know, write books with that information in there so people know what they can do for their thyroid problem on a food level. So it's more specific. So basically what that means is if you incorporate more of that food that I know has phytochemicals that help destroy a pathogen causing a thyroid problem, you're going to get in a better place with it and you're going to head in the right direction. This is about, you know, it, it's not about me. It's it, this book. It's about mm-hmm. spirit getting this information to finally help people. And, and it's needed. It's desperately needed. And that's what this book is just, you know, filled with. Yeah, it's so wonderful. Um, and it's so accessible the way that you share it. You know, it's very directive. It's it's accessible. It's like, a, you know, uh, a how-to, essentially, right? That you go to this and you look it up and do this, 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 these herbs, et cetera. It's really, really fabulous. One of the things that often frustrates me about you know, big pharma business, media, medical community, I don't know who to blame, but. Well, I, do, well doctors aren't to blame. Yeah. Doctors are not to blame. There's, there's no question about that. Doctors are in it to save lives. Mm-hmm. They're in it to help people. We have doctors that, that, that can basically remove aneurysms out of people's brains with robots. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, and we have doctors that take care of people like nobody does, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, with amazing bedside manner and compassion. You know, doctors go into this to help people, to save people's lives, to do everything they can. And, and it's not a doctor's fault 
if you know the information out there is if the funding isn't there right. the funding isn't there to understand what epstein bar does mm-hmm. for instance you know there's an epidemic of epstein bar and what epstein bar does it causes a lot of symptoms first of all you get mono when you're younger the mm-hmm. mono goes away and then when you're a little bit older it usually happens with women mostly you're a little bit older whether you're in your your 30s and you get a little run down or you you have a baby or you're under stress or you you know some kind of emotional thing occurs you start getting symptoms aches and pains fatigue you start getting tingles and numbness you start getting dizziness brain fog or you start getting heart palpitations and all of this is epstein barr related all of it because epstein barr has four stages and it starts out when you have mono and nobody knows this this doesn't exist anywhere i put the information in the book for a reason so people have a chance to get answers so they're not running around from doctor to doctor not knowing what's going on and it just it wears people down and it breaks them down and breaks them down and the healing has to start Mm. and and the healing has to begin you know, that that's that's you know, that's what I meant by healing being more powerful because cure is just this magical word that really doesn't make sense that, oh, you're cured and that's it. No, it's about we have to start the healing process. People have been sick too long and at least we have to get started. It, it the engine has to start so someone could make it through the process and heal. But the whole point is we have this epidemic about Epstein Barr and hundreds, just hundreds of thousands of people are dealing with it every day and they're getting diagnosis. They're getting lupus diagnoses from it because of it. That's Epstein-Barr related. They're getting um, fibromyalgia diagnoses because that's actually Epstein-Barr related. These people had mono earlier and it has an incubation stage. It comes out later and it causes this down the road. I've documented it. It's in the book. There's over 60 varieties of Epstein-Barr that's not known by medical research, medical science. This will be discovered in decades to come. I put it here for a reason that should make a change now so it did every well, I mean, for example i had mono when i was in high school i'm sure most of our listeners at some point had mono does everybody who had mono end up with epstein-barr there's different varieties of, of epstein-barr there's always 60 varieties some are more aggressive some are less aggressive but everybody I, gets it well everybody who had mono does have Epstein-Barr in their system awaiting for A, a serious deficiency, you know, B, some kind of big letdown or emotional crash in life, mm-hmm. um, you know, C, you know, any kind of like, you know, anything like being betrayed and, and you know, divorces trigger off the worst mono symptoms, the worst Epstein-Barr symptoms, you name it. There's plenty of triggers to bring out the Epstein-Barr later on, but it comes out with a thyroid problem, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, that's caused by Epstein-Barr just letting everybody know right now, that's the main cause right there all on its own. And it just, it starts to give the fatigue, you start to the adrenals get run down, you run to the doctor, they blame it on hormones. And you're just, now you're in the magical merry-go-round of searching, looking, trying to recover. And this has to end. This can't go on for more and more decades for women and, and also men to suffer from and until you know we know more about this and that's one of the reasons you know the whole book's not about epstein Barr, but i'm mm-hmm. saying there's a big chapter on it um and you know it's in goop magazine too so you can you know you can look for it in goop this mm-hmm. epstein Barr chapter but it's it's there 
Hmm. Okay. The other thing that you talked about in your book is about Lyme disease. And I was fascinated to see that you said it's not, I think you said 0.5% of people with Lyme disease are caused by a deer tick. And that is like a big misconception. More people come down with Lyme symptoms. So symptoms of Lyme disease from mold exposure. It's the number one trigger. So if you actually, okay, let's say I'm actually tested for Lyme disease and I have Lyme disease. First of all, a hundred people can be tested for Lyme disease that haven't even experienced a symptom yet in their life. And 80 of them will show a borderline or a possible positive. Hmm. Okay. That's number one. So you just have to understand something. Okay. Okay. All of us have bacteria in us. Lyme bacteria in us. We all have that, but that's not causing the problem. I explain this in the book of how it works. And look, if anybody out there is like, what is he talking about now? You just have to read the chapter because I'm not going to, I'm not going to explain everything the way it needs to be. So if anybody is kind of upset about hearing this, just, you know, take a deep breath, give it a chance, (laughs) listen to it. Don't make a judgment call on what I'm saying in the moment right now. You have to, you have to read the chapter. This is very important because, you know, Lyme disease is very sensitive topic and, and for sure. And um, what happens is that Lyme disease symptoms, for example, the trigger is what I'm saying, Susanna. Mm. What happens is someone gets mold exposure, they come down with the symptoms. It's not a tick bite. When someone gets all their fillings removed, all their amalgam fill, fillings removed, their mercury fillings removed, and they get all these symptoms, it's it's not a tick bite. When someone actually swims in a lake and it's an algae bloom in the lake, a toxic algae bloom, and they're sick with Lyme disease symptoms, that's not a deer tick. When someone gets a bee sting and then it triggers off Lyme disease symptoms, that's not a tick. Ticks at the bottom of the list of Lyme reactions. So you have to understand that there's at least 20 to 30 above a tick bite that people experience their first Lyme disease symptoms, Mm. including divorce, Mm. (laughs) including breakups with boyfriends, engagements and girlfriends and all these things that hit us emotionally to food poisoning being a trigger to, you know, all these different things. And then they're getting symptoms of Lyme. And then now they're going to the, you know, going to different doctors and some doctors say, well, hey, it's all in your head. Other doctors say, you know, maybe there's something wrong. Maybe it's your hormones. And then you finally land at a Lyme disease doctor's office and they do the Lyme test and looks like you might have some bacterial nature in there. There might be some positives, but take a hundred people, take a thousand Mm. people, line them up, test them, and I see 800, 800 of those thousand will have Lyme bacteria in them and they're not experiencing any symptoms. What I'm trying to say is there's a trigger that causes a breakdown in a system, something that's already happening. And look, in the short time that we have, I'm not going to be able to do Lyme disease justice. So anyone who wants to know more about that. You know, just definitely read the chapter. I'm not trying to say Lyme disease doesn't exist. That's the last thing I want people to think. Yeah, it's, it's, there is pe- people are suffering. It's a mystery illness. People are sick, but they're also sick with lupus, which is a mystery illness. Also sick with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is a mystery illness. Because since the since it was discovered, inflamed thyroid was discovered a, over a hundred years ago. We still don't know what causes it. It's in this book as to what causes it. If you're not interested, I don't know what to say. Right. I dedicated my life. <laughs> I dedicated my life. You know, and and I put my life on the line for the entire time. I've helped tens of thousands of people. 
People know me for what I've done. If you're not interested to know the truth, I don't know what to say. But if you are, bless you. I want you to heal. I want you to move forward. It's all I care about. I talk about this on my radio show all the time, my Hay House radio show, is that I, I just want people to get the answers so they can move forward and, and get some healing because it kills me. Susanna, it absolutely kills me to see people suffer and mm. not have answers or even be close to having the answers they need. It destroys me, actually. Mm. And, and because when you see, like I said, mommies that can't get out of bed to take care of three children and you watch the breakdown of the family and you watch everything else that's going on and you see this and nothing could get done about it. Nothing's being done about it. And it's happening all across the country. It is disturbing. It is so harsh and hard on everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so empowering to be able to have this information. That's that's you know, you're empowering people now. Let's talk just for a moment. I'd love to talk about cancer for a moment because I don't, you don't talk about it in the book. Um, well, you know, cancer would take, cancer would take a whole book. So you may be getting and, and to that. Cancer, cancer still couldn't take a whole book. You would need a book. You would need a thousand page, a, I don't know, a 2000 a thousand page book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 2000 page book just okay. to get, there's, you got all the different varieties of cancer. You got everything around that. It's just, it's just, yeah, you would need a 2000 page book. Okay. But, Is it, but, I, but. <laughs> But cancer preventative in the book itself, I have a 28 day cleanse mm -hmm. and I have a gut health chapter talking about information no one has ever heard about how the gut works, mm -hmm. including yeah. something I call elevated biotics. Spirit taught me that there is microorganisms that isn't in a bottle we get off a shelf that isn't in any kind of supplement there is. It's not in fermented food either. There's microorganisms that actually are on an apple if you pick it out of an orchard or a berry if you pick it off the vine. Mm. These microorganisms go deep down into the ileum, right down into the gut, right into the ileum where they produce B12 and they help heal the body. In the Good Health chapter, I talk about many things that no one knows or heard that's not in any other books. I release the information that can help with being preventative for people being concerned about, you know, as far as preventing diseases such as cancer. So, you know, there's so many places to go with it. Yeah. Well, I love, you know, it's my mother-in-law has this amazing garden up in Napa and fruits and vegetables and chickens that lay eggs and everybody that comes to visit. And whenever I'm there, there's just a feeling, right? When you're yeah. kind of pulling the raspberry off of the vine, when that, I'm, that raspberry, you know? that yeah. raspberry, yeah. that raspberry has a thousand varieties of microorganisms that are that are there. They're called elevated biotics. I'm the only one talking about it, mm. of course, because you know, because it comes from spirit. People say, "Well, you know, I'm a smart guy. I'm not a smart guy, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a smart guy. I'm not a scientist. You're a good listener. I'm not a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm a good listener and and providing the information to people from spirit. Spirit smart. You know, there was this time. When I was uh, when I was I was a younger guy and my neighbor, my neighbor came over to the house. I was in the garden and I was pulling out onions and, and everything else and pulling out carrots and all that. And he came over and he said he, he was in the garden with me, my neighbor. And he said, you know, I don't know how you did it. And I said, what? He said, well, my wife was sick for many years. She couldn't walk. She in a wheelchair. And you knew we asked you what was going on because we knew you knew a lot about stuff. And we mm -hmm. knew you were a smart guy. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> And 
and and you knew it was wrong and you knew she had arsenic in the brain and no one else. We've been to every clinic across the country, he said, every from A to Z, mm-hmm. every clinic. And this is years ago. This is even before you have to understand. I mean, this is this is a couple of decades ago. Right. And 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 he goes, we've been to every clinic. There is nobody knew she had arsenic poisoning and you knew. And how is that possible? And I looked up. And I said, because I'm always right. Mm. I'm always right. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be wrong. You better, you better remember that yeah. I'm never going to be wrong. And I'm, I'm never going to be wrong because I'm always right. And don't forget it. Mm-hmm. And I stood up. Yeah. <laughs> I stood up and I walked along in the garden. I stepped on a, a hoe. Mm-hmm. It was like a rake kind of hoe, yeah. like a tool and it flung up you when you step on it backwards it flung up and it knocked me out (laughs) (laughs) we can laugh now yeah yeah, well yeah Yeah. because i was i was in a cocky mode because i was young and spirit was giving me every answer for every illness for everything going inside people and i thought i was the i thought i was the bomb or whatever Mm -hmm. we call it i thought i was just you know the the king and you know knocked me right out I, I was completely out. And then as I was coming out of the, out of being knocked out, I was coming to consciousness and I, I looked up and my neighbor was just standing there looking over me. And then spirit started speaking to me and spirit said, you remember this, you remember I'm always right. And you're always wrong. Remember that I'm always right. And you're always wrong. And you better not forget it. And, and you never have. No, <laughs> And I never have, you know, and, and, um, and I'm not saying I have every answer for the world, but I I, I will tell you that, that yes, I put the answers that I do have in this book about the illnesses and about what's going on and about what's the most important part of our gut health and about what's the most important part of, as far as chronic illness and what we're dealing with. And I put case histories in there, lots of case histories of clients that I've had to bring them back from everything. And from multiple sclerosis, from from whatever it's been, and get them healing so that they're healed, so that they can take control, that they take taking control and they gain control over their life. Because I, there's nothing worse than not having answers. And if you have an answer, Susanna, and it's just a label to a mystery illness, technically, or you're being you're, or you're just told your body's attacking itself because we're back in the dark ages. Yeah. It's not enough. I'm sorry. And I'm passionate about it. Be- it's for good. Reason, for yeah, it's good. Got me riled up. That's all right. That's, that's all right. That's what we want. <laughs> now, one question I'd be curious about is now here in Silicon Valley, I know Google and a few people are working on life expectancy and extending life expectancy. I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. Um, yeah. Well, there's you just got to know one word. <laughs> what is that? It's called antioxidants. Ah, uh, okay. It's so you don't oxidize. Mm, mm-hmm. Without antioxidants, you die. Mm-hmm. I mean, bottom line. I mean, as far as whether you're healthy and free from disease or illness, living longer means not oxidizing. That's what it means. Right, right. That's what it means. And it means having your wild blueberries, yeah. your your yep, your frozen wild blueberries. That has the highest antioxidant 
um, uh, phytochemicals. There are groups of polyphenols, dimethylresveratrol. It has everything in there, anthocyanins. And then, you you know, and your grapes and whatever. You said Napa Valley, yeah. you know, the grapes, you name it. Well, you shouldn't be drinking too much wine, though. That's different. Okay. <laughs> That's different darn. Susanna, don't darn. drink. <laughs> don't drink too much wine. Okay. And but the but the answers for, you know, longevity is antioxidants. You want less longevity? Then do don't do antioxidants. Avoid fruit. You, you you don't want to live long? Avoid fruit. And that's another thing, Susanna. I have a I have a chapter on called Fruit Fear because the industries are basically stomping out fruit, meaning stomping out the idea that fruit's good for you. They're attacking fruit. So everybody thinks they can't eat fruit anymore. So they're being robbed of the antioxidants to keep them here longer. Yeah. And and so I, I talk all about that. And anybody listening to this right now, anybody listening, before you get mad at, mad, mad at me about that one, read the chapter because yeah. I can't yeah. do that one justice <laughs> either right now. <laughs> Well, okay. So, so do you think coming back to this? Okay. Let's say, let's say we eat our antioxidants. We all, you know, become more mature and learn how to take care of ourselves. Do you think at a metaphysical, like a a big picture that we are meant to die around a hundred or that we, it's up to us. We could potentially live to a hundred. Like what's your take on that? No, of course, the potential's there. I mean, there's a lot of factors. You have to get some sun. You have yeah. to get some sun. You have to get clean water. You have mm-hmm. to eat clean food. Mm-hmm. You you have to, all these things play. You have to be emotionally strong. You have mm-hmm. to be, um, you know, you have to uh, have, you know, forms of meditation in your life, whatever form that is. You know, I have a meditation chapter with all these different varieties of meditation that are different than, this, than, than the classic traditional meditation we call right now um, in the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're there for a reason. So you live longer. That's the whole point. I mean, so of course, the potential to live long is there without a doubt. But the antioxidants, if that's not in the picture, then it's 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 all lost. Yeah. It bottom line. Because yeah. you can be someone that has stress. You can be someone that is miserable because you got all this this stuff going down. Mm-hmm. You can have someone who's who's uh um who's eating just crap. You could have someone that's, you know, not, you know, breathing in chemicals. You could have someone, whatever it is, you know, that won't make your life longer. Mm-hmm antioxidants can give you at least hope and a chance to fight it and battle it. And is spirit's intention that living longer is always better? Or is there anything to be said for, you know, prior to coming in? Yeah, it's about, it, it's about, you know, Susanna, it's about compassion. Mm-hmm. It's about compassion. Bottom line. If you have compassion in your life and you live for 10 minutes, it's all worth it. Mm. Okay. So, you know, it's about compassion. It's about listening to others. It's about having compassion. Uh, You know, right now we're in this big whole thing where, oh, it's all about love. You got to love yourself. Oh, you got to love yourself. You got to, you know, it's all about love. That's just a piece of it. Without compassion, love isn't strong at all because you can love someone and then fall out of love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You could love something and then not love it anymore. Mm -hmm. You can. (laughs) Yes. You can, so love is important. Don't get me wrong. But if the compassion is there, then that changes the entire equation. That changes the entire game. You have to have compassion for others. It supersedes love. It's stronger. It's the glue to love. It holds love together. Whatever, whatever there is. in if you don't have compassion towards yourself, then loving yourself isn't going to be strong enough. I've seen people love themselves and then 
still have a struggle because they're not being compassionate to themselves. It's, it's the, it's, that's the big piece. Compassion has to become past compassion has to just become viral and go through the, the world and through the earth and touch everybody and the earth will change. The world will change. People will change. Compassion is the, the, the missing piece. So if you've lived for 10 minutes, if you've lived for a day mm-hmm. and you've had compassion in your heart mm-hmm. for others mm-hmm. and for yourself, then it was worth it. It was worth it. And so, yeah, whether you live to be a hundred with the whatever, it, I'm just saying that that's a piece. That's a piece. Not all of us just, you know, not all of us obviously make it to a hundred because to look what's, what's going, look what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, it's, it's critical to have compassion. That that's a big piece of it. And what role would you say emotions play in our trauma, like unhealed emotions, unhealed trauma, unexpressed emotion, whatever, what, if you don't have, if you don't have compassion towards yourself, how are, how are you going to heal emotionally? Mm. Do you, does it cause, if, if would it cause illness is that if you have, you know, un- well, it, 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 it's a trigger. It wears down the immune system. If you got Epstein-Barr in your system and you're emotionally, you know, you're hit hard, someone's, mm-hmm. you know, backstabbed you. Yeah. Some, someone broke your trust. You know, you lost your soulmate. Anything could happen. Um, whatever it is, and you and your your immune system isn't strong enough and you're not taking care of yourself and you're not eating right, yes, you can get sick. Ah, it you know, triggers it. Yeah, it's a trigger. It was like I was saying, it was yeah. like Lyme disease. I've seen more divorces start Lyme disease symptoms than you can possibly imagine. Wow. You know, there's so, one, th- sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, so <laughs> exactly. Well, there's one part where you talk about receiving traumatic news um, and you, you talk about, you know, how we always say you may want to sit down for this. And I lost a a dear friend of mine died last year. And, I, and when my husband told me the news, I did physically collapse. And so when I read that, I, I like, tell us a bit more about that and what happens. Like, what is well, there's, the there's, a, there's a shock. There's a shock. And this goes back to actually sugar. We're, we're going to talk about sugar a little bit during this, which sounds oh so weird. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to give up my sugar. Okay, go <laughs> well, ahead. No, no, no. That's the whole point. We, <laughs> okay. can't, we can't give up our sugar. Okay. Oh, good. Because okay. what happens is, is the brain has to have a, a glucose storage in there to protect the brain from shock for that news mm. that was just delivered to you. Mm. What happens is that post-traumatic stress syndrome, PTSD, um, is a shock that occurs and it's electrical shock. When The reason why we're told we have to sit down when we're handed news is because that's an electricity bolt that you're about to get that's going to ride through the brain at, at lightning speed. Mm. And that electricity bolt is wired hot, red hot. That'll burn out neurotransmitters. That'll just that'll just blow up neurons. So when we're told something that's you know heartbreaking and devastating, mm-hmm. the neurons just go into just it's a tragic overload. We just burn up thousands of neurons right there in a shot. And because electricity is running through the brain. And the way to cool that down is sugar. Believe it or not, having enough sugar in the Mm. diet, meaning, meaning, meaning some apples. Okay. Oh, not. (laughs) Some apples. Okay. And meaning, you know, a banana, even though everybody's afraid of banana for no reason. I mean, banana is the only fruit that kills off any virus there is in in it in contact in a petri dish. You, you you put banana in a petri dish with any in a lab with any virus on the planet, including HIV, and banana kills it. 
So why are we afraid of banana? I don't know. But the point is, is that there you go. You know, like it, you name it, like you've got to make sure that you're having your grapes, your bananas, your mango, your papaya. And, and look, if you're afraid of a piece of fruit, then have a half an apple every day and some berries. Just do something. Who's afraid it, of fruit? Why are people? I didn't know people were afraid of Santa fruit. fruit. People are so afraid of fruit. What right are they now. afraid of? Well, there's there's a whole bunch of misinformation that's gone rampant about sugar and no one decipher really, no one fixed the problem. No one separated the sugars. No one decided to say, well, the sugar and fruit has all these phytochemicals that destroy disease. And and then the sugar and sugar and corn, you know, feeds disease. No one separated it. So now what's happening is the world thinks all sugar is bad. This is another grave mistake that's going to head us into the wrong direction. Yep. I, I hate being the, the bearer of this news, but if someone doesn't bring it in and bring the news in, and what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, and and I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. Like I said, spirit, spirit made it clear to me when I was younger that we got some things to do in this lifetime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and I not. was, and I was like, you know what I said when I was younger? I said, why should I care? Mm. That's what I said. Yeah. When I was like eight, nine, ten years old, I said to spirit, why should I care? You know, when spirit said, look, we're going to do some training. We're going to go to a cemetery, mm-hmm. and we're going to have you. You, you use your gift that we're giving you, mm-hmm. and we're going to have you tell me, meaning Spirit was saying this to me, tell me how someone died. You're going to stand over a grave and see, see if they died of a heart attack, see if they died of a wow. of a broken heart, see if they died of a car crash, see if they died of suicide. You're going to see if they died of cancer, of a disease. You're going to tell me. And in that training ground, I said to Spirit, I, I don't care. Mm. I don't know these people. What, yeah. what I should, yeah, why should I care? Yeah. And Spirit said, you have to care because, and you better figure out how to care as fast as you can. Mm. Spirit said that. You better care and you better start caring now. So when I was eight, nine, 10 years old, I was like, oh my God, you know, I, I can't believe this, you know? And, and, um, and I had to do it and, and, and I do care. So, so yeah, fruit matters. Basically what it means back to your question, when you're handed bad news, you have to have enough glucose in the brain. So when that electricity gets jolted through the brain, mm-hmm. that that glucose, which is what cools down the engine, can save you from getting hit hard, save you from a TIA, trans-ischemic attack, save you from, um, you know, a PTSD, save you from, you know, brain damage, emotional damage. Mm-hmm. It's critical. So that's that's just, the, you know, that I talk about that in the book a little bit. Yeah. All right. So the parting words to everyone listening. Now, what if people are listening and they're like feeling hypochondriac, like, oh my God, <laughs> I have, you know. <laughs> no, because, no, listen, if people have, if people have symptoms, right. they're already dealing with them unexplained, Susanna. And if they don't have symptoms, don't freak out. Just There's nothing to freak out about. Okay. You don't. And I'm talking about me, by the way. Just if you kidding. don't have <laughs> symptoms, if you don't have symptoms, you just take care of yourself. You yeah. better. You get celery juice in you every day. Celery you juice every day. Celery juice. Okay. You get. You, you go to your juicer. You run. Run straight celery through it. You raise up your hydrochloric acid. You strengthen your gut. You strengthen your immune system. You get mineral salts to your liver and to your brain. You flush your liver out. You get celery, glass of celery juice. Go to, you go to the um, juice bar and you're like, mm-hmm. can I have a celery, straight celery? And you don't, they'll say, well, you don't want ginger and spinach and right. kale and beets in there and carrots? Right. 
And then you say, no, I want a straight celery juice. And it will, it'll be like a game changer in your health. So if you're experiencing symptoms, you name it. That's, that's a great start. There's nothing to be nervous about. Being nervous is not having answers and being told your body's attacking itself when it's not true. That's true. Yep. Amen. Then then, that's being nervous, Susanna. Amen. And you know, it's about getting people answers, giving them a chance to heal. That's what I've done. And that's what I'm still doing. And that's the whole point. It's great. And so we all should have, I have a, to remember, I have to remember, like spirit said, I'm always wrong. Right. right. <laughs> so is spirit saying also, we should all have a juicer at home? Well, if you, yeah, if you if don't you have, a, if you can, I if mean, you, can. you know, okay. juicers like a juicer is like a luxury. Yeah. If yeah, you yeah. don't have one, then you try to go to a juice place. If you're, maybe your friend has a juicer, right. maybe you can just blend it in one of those fancy blenders now and at least try that. That's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not always easy. Take the first step. Take the first step. Yeah. Um, all right. So where, where can people find out more about you? Listen to your radio show, read your book. Tell us, tell us how to get in touch. Yeah. Well, radio show is Hay House uh, Radio. So Hay House Radio, that's, you know, just look for me and I'm on Mondays at uh, Eastern time, five o'clock and, um, Pacific, I'm at uh, two o'clock. That's it. That's great. Okay, okay, yep. So, yep, yep. And then uh, medicalmedium.com can go there. I post everything on Facebook as well. You can go to my Facebook page and, you know, it's it's just all this information I give out nonstop, just free information, free information. That's what I've done and always have. It's It's, you know, it's just... That's the thing. It's get as much free information as I possibly can out there. Um, and um, and if you haven't gotten the book, then, you know, just eventually get a hold of one if you can. Um, I just want you to have the information so you can start healing. That's all. And then, uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about. And do you, and do you still see uh, patients or clients? Yeah, clients, I still do. Okay. I still do when I have a chance. I, I get to as many as I can, absolutely. Okay. You know, and uh, when I'm not doing this right here, talking yep. to Susanna, yep. yes, I, I try. Okay, all right, great. So they can go on your website and find out more about that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, people just, just remember this, you know, um, you know, it, everybody has purpose. We all have purpose. There's no question about that, you know, and, and just remember who you work for. So strengthen your purpose with who you work for. Just know who you're working for. You're not working for your boss. You're not, even though you are, Mm -hmm. you're not working for a paycheck, even though you are. Mm -hmm. We know that. We know we're working for a paycheck. We know we're working for a boss. We know we're working for things. We're working to, you know, sustain ourselves and everything. But, but just know you're also working for God. You're working for that higher source. You're working for the divine you're working for, you know, the higher, basically the bottom line is you're working for someone else and keep that in mind. You're working for, you know, that's what I do. I wake up in the morning and say, okay, I'm working for God. That's the whole, that's what I'm doing. Keep that in mind. It'll strengthen you. It'll help you heal. It'll help you get stronger. It'll uh, broaden and, and, and bring a lot more hope and, and a lot more, you'll get more will, more spirit, mm-hmm. everything, more heart will come to what you're doing um, you'll feel it once you do that. I also put an angel chapter in the book too, which can give people a lot of guidance for for what's happening in their lives and purpose and everything. Mm, beautiful, Anthony. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and for working so tirelessly for everybody and I guess ultimately for spirit. So thank you for all that you're doing. You're welcome. Bless you. Bye-bye. 
I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. And I would love to continue the conversation with each of you over at our Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash cosmos in you or our Twitter page. The Twitter handle also is cosmos in you. And of course, at our website, cosmos in Again, thank you so much for listening in. I'm so grateful to each of you to be able to share this shared passion and look forward to seeing you next time.